What is up, Red Raider Nation? Welcome to episode 64 of the Lone Raider Podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm your host, Joni Young. And with me today is the biggest Jets fan this side of the Mississippi, my good friend, Nathan Zuniga. What's up, Zuni? How are we doing today, man? Uh, You know, I'm great. I'm great. I'm fine. You mentioned Jets. I don't know why you got to do that to me, man. I don't, I don't want to think about them. It's fine. Well, Look, how many other Jets fans do you know in the state of Texas? One. Zero. Literally just him. Yeah, literally just, just one? you. That's all I know. <laughs> just one. I know one other person. That's it. Interesting. Yeah, and I met him at work because he was betting a table. Really? Yeah. What are the odds? What are what the are odds? the odds? What are the odds? You know, and funny enough, he actually like you know actually watched the games. It wasn't like a well, I'm a fan of this team, but I don't really watch them or keep up with them type person. It was actually a legitimate actually, fan. Okay, yeah. So you actually watched the games, kept all the yeah, yeah, yeah. going on. So, and now so, you guys can cry together. How wonderful. You know, yeah, you're you know, right. You know, Absolutely man. right. You know, nothing like your friends to kick you down about all their teams making the playoffs and yours not. Yeah, great. Uh, mine, uh, <laughs> mine did not. Mine did not this year. So we have that in common, yeah. Tony. But also joining us on the podcast today is San Antonio's finest, Mr. 210 himself, Nesto Martinez. What's up, Nesto? How are we doing today, man? What's up? Um, I would just like to say Wemby's that guy. He is. The Spurs just... Uh, just went final against the Pistons today. Got the dub. You know, if there's any team triple you want to get a dub against, it's definitely the Pistons. I'll take that. Triple, triple you know, double, only, man. Only team, uh, only team worse than worse than San Antonio at the moment. So let's yeah. go. Hey, but who who else you know will get a triple double in twenty one minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's unheard of. Well, before we get this one going, guys, I really do hope that everybody listening had a very wonderful. Uh, Christmas and a very very happy New Year, and you're keeping up with your New Year's resolutions. Uh, we were off for a couple weeks there to celebrate the holidays, but once again, like I said, I hope everyone had a very very wonderful time. We are back on the grind. That is right. Uh, today, the day of recording is Wednesday, January tenth, two thousand twenty-four, and on this week's episode, we have a quite a Quite a bit to get to. You know, got the Bull Mania recap, uh, some national championship banter, of course, the game that happened on Monday, some transfer portal news, Big 12 basketball officially being in full swing as we recap the Red Raiders' previous outings versus Texas and Oklahoma State. Go over some, uh, you know, just kind of some touch on some controversy, buzz around the program. Thankfully, nothing happened uh, during the break there. Uh, of course, you know, we're capping it off with our good vibes, vibe of the week, and possibly introducing a new segment, uh, similar but kind of on the opposite spectrum. I don't know if it's going to be a mainstay or not. You know, you guys will have to tell us uh, if we want that uh, segment to be a mainstay on the podcast. But regardless, uh, you know, we have a lot coming your way in this episode. Before we get into all of that, I want to remind y'all to go follow our social media accounts. That is at Lone Raider Pod, Lone Raider P-O-D on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and on YouTube. Share, rate, review, subscribe. Also, feel free to leave us a five-star review if you so choose. Either way, we appreciate y'all for supporting your local small time. Text Tech Sports Podcast is brought to you by the fans that give some dams. And we're officially powered by the boy... The South Plains. Be sure to check them out. That's at South Plains on both Twitter and Instagram. So, guys, let's go ahead and uh, jump right into some breaking news in the college football world. Literally broke just a couple hours ago. 
Nick Saban retiring from Alabama. Guys, crazy. Oh, you, Anthony, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, that's, you know, I would say Nick Saban, a huge, like, you know, part of my childhood, I would say, or at least my teenhood, I could say that, right? I mean, that man was the, like, the face of college football, I, I would argue, for this entire yeah. decade. Like, that was the coach, like, that you thought of when you thought college football. The most notable one, and yeah, that man's going to retire as the, the greatest of all time. Like, he's got seven. Like, the only other person that comes close to him is Bear Bryant from, like, what, the 60s at Alabama, funny enough. So, other than that, like, I mean, there's been renowned coaches, but, like, this is, like, the, the cream of the crop. Like, it's Nick Saban. So, uh, happy to see him go, though. I will say, uh, as far as, like, um, competition goes, it's going to make every, like, someone's got to be the new Saban, right? Like, the face of college football as far as coaches go. Um, so that's up for grabs right now. I'm excited to see who's going to try to grab that as their. Um, we already got a new face, and that is Joey McGuire. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the face that, of college football. The new what? face of college football, man. Okay. All righty. <laughs> now, there are a lot of faces, but I think you definitely have to give Saban's credit well, there, as much as I don't we, know. Um, I don't know if there will ever be one that's stamp above the rest if that makes yeah, sense right yeah. like even alabama's down year was still a trip to the college football playoffs like what the hell yeah i know that doesn't like it was a national championship or bust every single year and yeah, as much as you want to hate saving um you know you really, really like the only him. reason why you hated him like if you're a fan of like texas tech for example or uh really any other team not associated with the sec at all you hate him because he won too much you know, he made winning national championships look easy. You know, like it was just something you're supposed to do every other year. I mean, every class besides this one had a national championship ring. They walked away having won a national championship during his whole tenure at Alabama. That's crazy. Like, that's it's crazy. That is dominance right there. You won is, six national championships in the last 13 years, 12 years, actually. I think past 12 years, you've won six national championships. You know, that. There are Alabama fans our age right now that have never known anything outside of winning and consistently being a national championship conversation and uh, going to that uh, going to that promised land every single year. That's funny that's, that that's, that's all that's they crazy. know. Yeah. So they're about to get brought down to earth real quick. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know names, about that. Um, some names I'm seeing being circled are like Dan Lanning out of Oregon. Um, <laughs> probably. Mm. Uh, uh, I, I don't know if he, he makes that move. I don't know if you want to be in Alabama or do you want to be at Oregon? That's honestly the only person I realistically but... saw that was like kind of thrown out there. It was truly was, um, what was it Dabo? Like that's the only Dabo, person Dabo that, maybe. that makes, that makes um, the most sense as far as, I mean, you're going to I a saw better Lane Kiffin's name. Uh, come out. I thought the only reason Lane wouldn't go back is just because of the whole like fiasco. Yeah. Right. The early years. Right. Especially with, the whole like coaching tree and him related to Saban and did they leave on a good note? I don't remember them. No, they did not have a good, good note, note. Right. No, 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 no. Right. No, they, they left on a terrible note. If I yeah. recall correctly. So that'd be just, I don't think Lane Kiffin would be the guy to be like, you know what? I'm going to go back to Alabama to surpass Nick Saban. Cause I don't <laughs> think that would happen in a million years. Like well, that's the Kiffin only got, way. Kiffin got three national championships with Saban at all. Yeah, as an old coordinator, man. Yeah, I mean, still, I mean, there's a whole bunch of old coordinators that, you know, that haven't done well leaving Bama either, right? As far as, you know, we could could argue. But, I mean, yeah, I just don't see that. The only realistic move I could see is, like, like a Dabo. Like, somebody that isn't comfortable where they're at 
right? The only the, the only reason you'd go to Alabama is one you think it's the best division in in college. Which my it problem is, right? with Dabo is that I feel like that's kind of like a Jimbo Fisher type move. You know, I do too. I do too. But the thing is, like, there's no other like renowned coach that makes sense that's gonna that's gonna bring in recruits like a Saban or even half of what Saban could do as far as bringing in recruits. Yeah, fair. I enough. don't know, man. But I don't know. I, 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 guess, I don't know. I guess uh, I'll present this question to both of y'all. Will they still be a top ten in recruiting every year going forward? Yeah, I think so. You think so? There's, there's, I mean, with the their facilities, with the pedigree, with the, pedigree the pedigree they have, that, the, yeah. still the name of Bama, the the chant "We want Bama." You know that came during this era, during That's the true. entire saving era. Dude, People what is say sick, we want Bama because what, sick what chant, they bro. did, they propelled themselves to just that platform that you know almost um, just. I, I don't. I don't want to say you know like perfect entity but that's a pretty good way of describing it you know like they were like the standard you talk about i want we want bama because we want to see how we do against the the, the standard perennial powerhouse the, the cream of the crop the, yeah, yeah, standard, yeah. the cream of the crop like that kind of program you know and they were the team they were always the team to beat every single year in the world of college football uh now with nil you know it gets a little bit different uh bama doesn't necessarily have as great of NIL collectives or as big a donors as other schools, like maybe an A&M or UT or hell in Michigan, Ohio state, you know, as a uh, big a collectives as they have. Uh, that's why they're starting to get somewhat out recruited. But yeah, I mean, uh, they, they're going to have a probably a slew of transfers, which means that McGuire can get his hands on some, uh, some guys coming is coming up. Y'all couldn't hear it, but that man was know? rubbing his hands into the mic, guys. Just, just that boy. Hey, let's go, dude. That man I mean, was rubbing. You no, know, he's, he's like a vulture. He's, he's like he something. knows, like when when he gets tra- when a uh, Bama guy start transferring that uh you know McGuire's gonna McGuire's gonna pick at least one. I'm gonna make a prediction. Take at least one guy. At least one. Okay. At least one. He'll try to. But Nesta, what about you, man? What are your thoughts on this? I know we kind of talked over you a lot. Uh, yeah. I'm completely shocked. I mean, I was not expecting this. I, I don't know who was. Uh, it just, I don't know. Uh, the last play of that Michigan game, just, that was it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. That one is. Should we uh, go ahead and yeah, get so. into that national championship game right quick? Yeah, I mean, we're already kind of alluding <laughs> to it anyways, right, yeah. with the, the whole playoffs. And, I mean, we could talk the championship. But, I mean, if y'all want to give y'all thoughts on the semifinals, I mean, those were great games. Yeah, great games. Um, Actually, I think the first first year that we haven't had a blowout in the semifinals, it's fantastic. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. That. Yeah, too no, bad like, it was in the Both natty, games right? were fantastic. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'd rather bad, have, uh, Your boy, by the way, picked both the correct winners, uh, which uh, led me to win my Bull Mania. Uh, Pickums and yes, I am the champion of the Bowl Media Pickums. You know we're gonna revisit that right quick. Got our sheets right here. I honestly um, forgot who I picked. If I'm being honest, same. Yeah. So <laughs> Nesto had uh, nothing but the tide. Uh, <laughs> nothing but the tide. Fair um, but no, as far as the Bowl Media Pickums, I had uh, 25 out of the 42 correct. Uh, Zuni, you had 23 out of 42, and Damn. Nesto, you came in last at 20. Out of the forty-two, man, so wow. lost more than he won there, though. man. But uh, you know, there there were some that you that you won, Nesto, and I was just like, how did you pick that correctly? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like how? Like we both picked, hey, bro. It's called <laughs> easy money for a reason, Jonah. The bull meeting is uh is fantastic, <laughs> man. Uh, I had a I great time know. playing it, and uh, you know, 
boy is victorious once again. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so let's kind of touch on the national championship game. Michigan wins the national championship 34 to 13 over Washington. Uh, this game looked like it was going to be TCU 2.0. Um, TC Georgia 2.0. Straight up, bro. Straight up. Looked like at it first, I mean, Don Edwards is just being that dude who's standing on his business. That, that, run, that run game, bro. That yeah. run game. For sure. For sure. Uh, bro, it was that, that O line, man. That D line. I mean, that O line. These like Washington's O line, they won the Joe Moore Award for best offensive line in the country. They did, did Michigan show that had it the two years prior. But you know, it's it's just it's just kind of like kind of funny. They took it personal, that, but I, I guess so. I guess they took it personal. Yeah, it was the Michael Jarrell me, man, they were, or Coach Prime, if you want to say. It. Now they got to go and make it personal. Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I just like that we got a new king of college football. You know, maybe there is an asterisk. That is next nice. To it. Maybe there's not. That is maybe nice. There's not an asterisk next to this national championship, considering that you know you can make the argument that this is the most pure national champion in all of uh, in college football history because during the year during the course of the year not just the ncaa but fbi i think got involved in this investigation with michigan and the sign stealing and everything going on and i've heard some even like really extreme reports about that kind of rumors nothing confirmed yet um kind of rumors is that people at michigan were hacking into other team systems to see what kind of uh Plays they were gonna run, what what their design was, what the really the game plan was going against Michigan. Mm. So that's that's just a rumor though, you know, kind of something to something to something to chatter about. But you know, still you were under a microscope all season long and it didn't matter. You were still the best team in all of college football. Nobody still beat went undefeated, you know, man. You still beat undefeated. everybody, yeah. you know. So yeah, I mean, congrats to congrats to Michigan. Um hope Harbaugh stays in Michigan and I hope John Harbaugh gets a uh, Super Bowl uh, this uh, this uh, year too. Wow, the Harbaugh dude. brothers! Wow, yeah. wow. <laughs> but, Hater. Yeah, what are you guys' True. thoughts on the national championship game, though? Um, it sucks that Penix got hurt, right? And that obviously his players, his O line, didn't perform nearly up to standard that they have played all season. But I mean, um, I mean, I felt like Michigan was the favorite regardless of what happened of how good Washington looked going into that game, especially being Texas the way they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm surprised. Like, I wasn't shocked by the outcome. It was just more of those things where, like, somebody's story is going to prevail as this college football season story, right? So it just, it just felt more like it was going to be Michigan, if that makes sense. Like, the script felt like it would just make more <laughs> sense if it was Michigan winning, right? Like when you factor in everything that they went to, like piggybacking off of you said from the, from the sign stealing, from the expectations to just, uh, just from the, the loss from last season in the semifinals. Right. So that, that, that all played a part into this story that Michigan that had this season and 15 and 0. So they tie the record here. They tie the record. Or they have the record for the best season in college football. It's technically the they tie the record. Right. Yeah. That's what I thought. To me, you I still know, think the best think like it's... true football college season, like the best team out of that of this era, is still LSU 2019. I don't think any team is beating that team. Whoa, we're talking but... like since the turn of the century, or are we talking? Yeah, since since 2010, since 2010, well, since the college football playoffs, man. Well, I, would, I, mean, I would say the 01 Miami roster. 
Since 2010, to, man. Since 2010. Oh, since 2010? Okay. Of this era, Fair of enough. this era of college football, I, I would say that LSU was the best team that I'd seen play. Like, yeah. collectively, like, together, as a team. Yeah. They were fantastic. Collectively, as a team. I can't think of another team that's that's beating them in the in this past decade, you know? Don't you think so, it was kind of um, funny, though, that a team that got, you know, caught sign-stealing won a national championship in the city where a certain baseball team got caught for sign steal. I don't know, guys. Uh, I don't know. Now you're reaching. This guy's reaching. He's reaching across the goal line and he fumbled. CD Lamb. Uh, Sorry. Ah, uh, I had to do it. Y'all still won. Get over it. Okay. Well, uh, continuing on. <laughs> but, uh, no, I that's, mean, that's, that's kind of how I felt about the college football. I know Nesto here chose Washington to win this game. Just gonna no, put that out Nesto there, yeah. had. I, I chose yeah, his, score pre- his score prediction was to, to between the game, I should say. Oh, between the game. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, he yeah, originally yeah. thought Alabama was going to win. Oh, I, I said 34 30 once it was yes. Michigan versus. I thought it'd Washington, be closer, but yeah, yeah I, thought, I think we all thought it was going to be a little bit closer than what it was. Wait, so what was the final score to the game? 34-13. 34-13. I got the thirty-four 13. right. Let's go. Nice, nice, good shit, man. Good shit. <laughs> I need to buy squares. Yeah, I should have bought squares. You're kind of close, dude. You got thirty-three. Squares. I had thirty-one for Michigan. Yeah, I had thirty-three. I was close. I was looking at it. I was like, <laughs> oh, I called it into the the PAT. <laughs> Washington's receivers, though, they were they were pretty trash for the most. Well, part. in this game, in this game, they were. Yeah, yeah. I don't want yeah. to say that overall. Like, no, they. No, they, no, 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 no. I was no, gonna but, say overall. But in this game, they're, they're kind of nice. No, in, in this game, they they sold. I mean, come on, they dropped a lot of easy catches. Honestly, they did. I won't lie. All I know is they had an XTTU over there on that sideline. Yeah, Jalen Polk, man. Yeah, what? That was nice this season, bro. Could have been that something nice. Been something here at Tech, man. I hate you. I hate him for making the absolute right decision and leaving. <laughs> like it hurts me that he did that. I, well, guess what? You can come back, come back to Barrymore <laughs> like, now. Yeah, I think he has like one more, like one more year. I don't know. Pretty Maybe. sure he does. I thought he was a junior. Yeah, I think he has one more year of eligibility. He could still come back. Uh, you have no reason to, Jalen. <laughs> no reason. I no mean, reason your quarterback's leaving for the draft. Yeah, so that's what I say. So, so well. Anyways, let's uh kind of shift the gears from talking about other teams of college football to talking about our. College football. Oh, did you, we forget quick. this was a tech podcast? Holy yes, shit. No, we, I, th- I think we kind of forgot that for the first almost 30 minutes of the episode. We even mentioned the Cowboys in there. Yeah, we definitely were on a tangent. Straight boys. up, straight up. <laughs> uh, just kind of getting into some uh, transfer news. So we did have a transfer out during that time. Uh, Blake Burris, defensive lineman, is uh, looking for a new home as he enters the transfer portal. Uh, a couple of transfers in, though. Got a transfer from Oklahoma. A tight end, Jason Llewellyn. I think that's how you say, I think that's how you say his name. Former uh, four-star recruit. Yeah, former four-star recruit out of uh, transferring in from Oklahoma. Um, fantastic uh, addition, man. I'm, I'm telling you right now, man, that tight end room is going to be stacked for stacked. Texas Tech, dude. Well, Absolutely honestly. stacked, and I'm I'm so thrilled for it. Uh, I'm um, so excited for it too. For them to collectively man, have 20 receptions. We're this all going to be sipping the Kool Aid this offseason, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I might, I, I might dabble time, in the Kool Aid. I'm not going to chug it like I did last season. I like to. Zuni, I know, is going to chug that shit. He's like, bro, you only live once. Let's go. But, I'm not a lot. I, I might chug it too. <laughs> go ahead, man. 
Also, defensive back uh, Javion Wilcox transferred in from TCU, defensive back. Um, you know, once again, as I mentioned on the couple podcasts ago, that I didn't really want them to pursue defensive back positions, you know, because I feel like you have, already have a really good DB room. I just feel like that was kind of a maybe kind of a waste of time, you know. But uh, you know, hey, it's a really good one that you that you, hey, you never know, man. definitely add a lot of depth to the defensive back room that's already pretty stacked and pretty deep. So you like it, man. I I I, I still like it. You know, I'm still glad that he uh, chose to be a Red Raiders. So and he was actually um, teammates with Micah Hudson back at Lake Belton High School. So oh wow, yeah, gonna be a that's probably why he came. Pretty cool, man. Okay. Pretty cool. All right. They're going to ball out together at Texas Tech. So, yeah, that's really all I got. Um, also, teammates. you had your yearly. Let's we see. had our yearly uh, Texas Tech football transfer to Houston. We always get one of those. One of our guys always leaves and goes to Houston every year. Uh, this <laughs> year, it was tied in Jaden York. Uh, he will be uh, suiting up for the Cougars this fall. So, Boo. yeah. Boo. <laughs> I wish him nothing but the worst. No, it's like, I'm happy that play Houston, I, so I'm okay with it. You know, you, 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 oh, you we don't. Can. That's kind of lame. Oh, uh, that he, sucks. I thought we did. I kind of yeah. I like no, this no, no. rivalry that we got going on with Houston. If I'm being honest, yeah, because it was mostly one sided towards our favor. Exactly. So this is why I like it. The Battle of the Reds, Rats. man. Rats. Yeah. Red Royal rivalry. <laughs> the Red Royal rivalry. That's a yeah. good one. I like that. Good one, right? That was. Yeah. I just made that, that up. By the way. That's not bad. Red Royal. Red Royal. Red Royal rivalry. You know? That's cool. Triple R's. Exactly. I like, it. like our second Red Royal recap. Triple R. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess that's, that's kind of all the football news we have today. I'm going to go ahead and get into some basketball news. As, uh, we kind of tie a little, uh, a little bow on the 2023 football season, and we shift gears now to college basketball. It's definitely going to take up the bulk of our conversations on this episode and moving forward in future episodes until we get into baseball season. And then that'll uh, kind of kickstart from there too. So yeah, Texas tech um, basketball, you know, start off conference play a lot better this year than they did. Oh, you don't say uh, last season as, you don't as say. Uh, the red Raiders are now two and zero in conference play. They uh, rounded out the non-conference play against North Alabama, getting in, uh, of course, a very dominant dub over them to go 11 and 2 uh, in non con play. Two losses being, of course, to Villanova and Butler. You know, you hate that it's two Big East teams, and that's kind of like the next, uh, what, what, what the experts are saying, the next toughest conference is. And you hate that your two losses were two Big East teams, but, you know, it is what it is. Just follow they may. Um, still, though, Texas Tech had a very, very impressive outing on the road to open up conference play in Austin at the mood. Definitely bless that mood. Uh, my friends, our, they did a great home away from home, job. man. Um, home away from home. Before bro. we get into um, more like kind of di- dissecting this game, we just want to, you know, uh, just note that kind of just like, so people understand that we are aware of what's kind of going on with pop Isaacs. Um, we definitely mm-hmm. have heard the reports. I'm sure we like, you know, all three of us have definitely read the reports. Those was put out by ESPN. Um, not really going to touch too much on it because, well, one, we don't have all the facts. We don't really know what exactly happened. A lot of, you know, different rumor mills spreading. But I will say, you know, if some things are, uh, if, 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 if it's true and that he did uh, do everything he was reported to have done, then, yeah, he needs to go ahead and be kicked out of Texas Tech and, you know, probably not play college basketball ever. 
Uh, if it's not true, I think he's definitely owed an apology. So that's all I'm going to kind of say on that matter. Do you guys have anything else you want to add on? Nah, you pretty much said everything I would say. There's Hopefully it's really not true. To add on. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, um, definitely. Um, definitely hell of a player, player, man. Yeah, I hate to see uh, a player on your team tread on waters such as this, but here we are. So it's really yeah. all you can say, man. For sure. But as of right now, uh, Texas State University came out with a statement saying that he's pretty well in good standings. No reason not to uh, believe his side, um, not to not take a side. So, yeah, as far as we know, as of right now, this moment, he still remains in good standing with the university. I just want to get that out of the way before we go ahead and sing his praises because he has had two very dominant performances in back to back Two great games. games. Yeah. Yes, just wanted to get that out of the way, let you guys know, you know, once again, we're aware yeah, we're aware. Yeah, situation. <laughs> but yeah, with that said, though, let's kind of deep dive into this game. So Texas Tech goes on the road to Austin, beats the 20th ranked Texas Longhorns 78 to 67 at the mood. Uh, Texas Tech has now won five of the last six meetings in Austin. And has, home, baby. And of the last 14 meetings, has gone 11 and three, the last 14 meetings that they've uh, uh, met the Longhorns. So. Pretty uh, pretty dominant stretch there to kind of send Texas out with to the SEC, knowing that we're not going to play them in basketball for uh, well quite some time. But getting into some of the uh, the guys in this game who had very noble performances once again, the aforementioned Pop Isaacs man led the way with twenty one points, one assist, and three rebounds, followed by Warren Washington, who had fifteen Ball points, this game, man. three rebounds. And uh, no assist, but did have a steal and three blocks, too, to go along with that. Also followed by the guy Joe Toussaint, uh, who had Ooh. 15 points, five rebounds, and five assists as well. Um, just absolutely dominant performances. Dominant really, they, they really stepped up. They were catching so much heat. In this game, I mean, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, Joe Toussaint like could not miss from like that mid range uh, against Texas. I mean, they, they they he was just on it, dude. They were on another level. Uh, coming off the bench, though, you had Chance McMillan who had eleven points, five rebounds. Uh, that no was assist. nice to see. But uh, yeah, he he was fantastic coming off the bench. Uh, uh, how about this guy, Robert Jennings? Guy is not getting a lot of talk to, you know. He's definitely gonna get some more minutes as the year goes on. Of course, with the definitely injury to time. Devin Cambridge, gonna play more of that stretch four position like Cambridge could play. Um, and it was uh really uh, enlightening to see uh, just all these performances coming off the bench. We don't go as deep on the bench, which is still something I'm kind of getting used to under the McCaslin era, as we did with Adams and Beard. You know, we would play. You know, 10, 12 guys on the court every like mm-hmm. basically play our entire roster in a game. Do all these, Which, you know, subs I'm not and completely out, against that either. All the time. So, nah, was, uh, that's how you, this chemistry, right? Yeah, yeah. It's we, just, and when guys are like hot, we have chemistry, right? So, court, you know, yeah. Love that. Love that. Uh, but yeah, you guys got any, uh, anything else you want to add to this game? You know, what were your thoughts, uh, about this game? We'll start with you, Zim. dude. We came out, we came out swinging, and especially Texas being a ranked opponent, and it was an away game, like. Can't write a better start to our Big 12 season, man. I, you really can't against a rival, against a team that you know you're very capable of beating. Um, especially 
with everything on our side as far as it being a quote unquote rebuild year. I I'm on the other side of the fence, babe. We reloading. <laughs> okay, that's what we doing over hey, here. Yo. Last year, last year was a mulligan, how Jonah likes to say. Right. So yeah, this is our this is our reload year. We're coming. What's up? What's up? Uh March, we're coming for it. We're we're getting a we're getting a ticket to the dance. I'm si- I'm calling. We look nice, man. We look nice against we Texas. We really did. Currently in Lenardi's last four in into the tournament. Hey man, like it, man. I'll take better, it. I'll take it's it. Better than what we were last year, right? <laughs> no doubt. Last no doubt about that. <laughs> what about you, Nesto? What were your thoughts about this game, man? Uh, I mean, I thought it was a pretty good performance overall. It, it kind of, you know, it was kind of worrisome just seeing like how it was kind of like a back and forth, you know, in the middle of that game there. Uh, and we ended up pulling away. So, I mean, we dominated. I think so. I mean, when you're away and you can control the crowd and, you know, just keep making buckets, more often than not, you're going to win, right? Yeah. So, I mean, what? also, war, war the more Washington baskets you make, you, you're goal. more likely to win. What? That man, Warren Washington, <laughs> nice, bro. It's been yeah, a miss. Really, seen he, a seven he, footer, he, be nice, right? I don't, I don't think he missed a single shot. If I'm not mistaken, uh, that game, right? One five for five. Yeah, uh, so. Warren Washington. Yeah, I think he um, went five for five. He, he right? missed a couple he shots, but yeah, he, he he probably couldn't tell, but yeah, he was uh, <laughs> he was he was really good. Um, but yeah, no, that's fun, fun. It was fun basketball, man. It was just nice to see us be competitive again, and not look like we were. You know what? This is this is what I think I like the most. It looked like we were actually running an offense with our guards. Like even if it was a simple pick and roll, happy to see. Because last season, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> and, and and also we're not relying on like one player to make that every too. single yeah. shot. That too. Right? So, so 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 I feel like last year we relied heavily on like uh, man, what was his name? The small it point. It was Tyson. Guard. It was Tyson Chandler and Pop Isaacs were basically our leading scorers last season. It was and Darion Williams. Jalen oh, Jalen Tyson. Tyson. Yeah, and, there you go. Uh, uh, Pop Isaacs as well, too. He was in that game. And then year. our point guard was... Uh, oh, but, but I feel like Pop um, Isaacs right, last so. year was like still trying to find his like refined shot and stuff like that. Like I, I yeah. still think he was like trying to work on that. And like and as you uh, in the Oklahoma State game, man, the, the way he was making those baskets, it's like at an, an elite level, like back of the net, net's not even moving. So that's crazy. That's elite level shooting right there. Definitely, man. Sure, man. Definitely. Uh, getting some oh. other numbers here for this game against Texas. Uh, uh, you know, you know, and this is something I didn't know. Like, we are I think ranked 11th as far as free throw shooting goes in the country. Three points, free throw shooting man. team in the country. Yeah, that's really points. good. You yeah, uh, definitely them. showed that from the line in this game. You went 15 of 21, 71 percent from the charity stripe. Uh, Three-point range, uh, had a 46%, 7 of 15. And field goal, you were 28 of 53, shooting 52% from the field against Texas. That's pretty good, man. I mean, like, it's just kind of... Is, is it a little weird to you to see competent offense, you know? Um, like, consistent scoring? At Tech? Yeah, it's still kind of getting yeah. a little bit, like... At Tech, not yeah. used to this, man. <laughs> well, 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 mostly because, you know, our players in the past have been, like, very athletic, and mm-hmm. can get to the basket, but not much of a like shooting, you know, from the floor very well, like yeah, type of yeah. technique. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we we're, we weren't pure shooters, mo- mostly just relying on you know the three and D players and 
you know, that, that can get very one-dimensional very quickly if you miss a lot of three-pointers. So, And now we're seeing more of a, uh, you know, players having a pure shooting form and actually, you know, being efficient from the field. For sure. Like, you can see that some of these players actually have, like, some – some they they got some dribble packages right they got some they got some post packages like Warren Washington yeah, making um, moves in the post um uh who's the and then, oh, then Pop Isaacs with that step back man that's yeah that was nice lethal. Joey Toussaint can he that man can dribble he could dribble his his oh, way yeah. into a shot right so this is why you're seeing his mid game as well as it is because I mean that dude's He's using everything to his advantage. I love his his dribbling. It's been nice. And when, you, and when you can get points at any position on the floor, that makes you dangerous. You know, yeah. that you 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 can't you can't let up on anybody. You know, you know. Usually, you'd have like a weakness on the floor, and you can be like, "Well, we can leave that guy kind of open." You know, he sucks, but not with this team. And we have multiple scores, and that's nice to say. That is nice to say for once. <laughs> Definitely unexpected considering that last season in North Texas, Grandma Castlin had literally the slowest pace of play team in the entire country at North Texas. So I, uh, I and, you know, as well as I'm sure many other fans thought that, okay, that's kind of what he's bringing to Texas Tech, you know, something that we're not unfamiliar with as far as uh, the pace of play goes because the, the motion offense, Chris Beard, and, you know, whatever the hell Mark Adams did. Uh, we're kind of used to the that kind of <laughs> pace of play, you know, being a little bit slower, very methodical. A lot of games in the fifties and sixties uh, type range. You know, if you win, great, but if you if you lose, you just want to rip your hair out. You know, um, that's what I think a lot of us were expecting this season. Um, we have gotten almost the exact opposite. I mean, we're putting up points. We are dominating really on well defense, three, man. shooting really well from three. Uh, I can't remember a team. I, I don't even know if the 2019 Final Four team, you know, shot nah. as well from three as we're shooting right now. I mean, we we kind of did, which is kind of why we lost that game too, because we kind of <laughs> like Nessa said, we were more of like a three and D kind of team at yeah. that time. So you can see how the game got away with this against Virginia, right? I mean, I remember. So <laughs> well, I mean, it, was, it, it went into overtime, dude. Let's not act like we got our ass blown out. <laughs> I mean, you can see how they pulled away, though. Come on. Uh, yeah, in the end. Yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. We, we don't talk about that, though. <laughs> We're over that, you know? Sure. Yeah. Totally. We definitely don't think about that every I other do. week. Sleepless nights. Um, <laughs> yeah, you guys got any other thoughts about the uh, UT game before we go ahead and move on to Oklahoma State? Nah, let's get to the Oklahoma State game because oh, that was just that was beautiful performance on the OSU game. Yeah, absolutely. Put it lightly, right? So, so it did. It did start off kind of uh, scary, though. Just a little. It did. Yes, yes, very much so. Uh, so, Tech Tech starts off conference play one and zero with a ranked win on the road versus Texas. Awesome way to to open up conference play. Then we open conference play at home versus Oklahoma State, uh, where we just continue to have that run of dominance. I will say this one. This one uh, probably going to start it any worse. For Texas Tech, but definitely could have ended any better. It was really like a, like like a tale of, not not tell us who halves, but like a tale. I wouldn't of even two, say like, that, man. Five minutes, you know, like first uh, first ten minutes, you know, um, and you saw like the first ten minutes we're doing really poorly, and the last ten minutes we were really pulled away. Oklahoma State got some points in garbage time, sure, but made the score look a little bit more respectable. But we Texas put up Tech a ninety dominated. point game, man. Was the last time we did that, right? Uh, a couple weeks ago, I think. 90 no, points against a conference opponent? 
a punk against conference. Oh, yeah, yeah. You should have said conference. Yeah, my bad. I should have stressed that. Yeah, against a conference yeah. opponent. Like, when's the last time we put up ninety? It's a good trivia uh, question. Go back to last year. Good, good ways. I don't even know if we There's did. A, honestly, it, I don't recall us getting close. So yeah, when we hit the ninety mark, schedule last year. So yeah, <laughs> yeah the ninety, the the ninety mark. Just passing that. This this game. Like point that is, was point is, it pretty was impressive. Point. It was impressive. It was. But leading the leading Texas Tech in this one in scoring, is it really any surprise? It's Pop Isaacs, guys. It's the guy, man. Led the team in scoring with twenty-four points, five or no, sorry, four assists and five rebounds in this game. Just once again, absolute dominant performance. This guy's really been on a tear. Uh Warren Washington, yeah. of course. That uh, guy's been him. on the tear, man. Yes, Talk about the spark in the first half that we needed, because for a second there, man. Mm-hmm. Whew, I was getting kind of concerned. Like, <laughs> it's like, like wow. I said, that's like that's going back to Warren Washington, right? Like this guy has a post game. Like you can see him trying to dribble back into the post, use his size. I love that. I love when a seven footer uses his size because Jesus, man, nothing's more frustrating yeah. than a guy that you know doesn't get in the paint. Yes, typically but, probably probably some, probably some of the easiest baskets you can get. It's, honestly, it's literally the easiest, man. Literally the easiest. Like if you're missing those, like. Ah, like give me your talent. I can let I can do that. I can miss a layup <laughs> at seven foot, man. Give me your talent. Yeah, it's 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 always nice to see a seven footer that's not afraid to be a seven footer, you know? Yeah. Have those yeah. tendencies, you know, because sometimes seven footers can be a little uh a little shy, a little timid, a little kind of awkward, don't want to foul nobody, don't want to you know hurt nobody. He don't care, man. Hang He's up, coming. Hang around the three point line. Like, Yes, and uh, Warren Washington, man, let, uh, <coughs> followed up Pop Isaacs, had 16 points, five assists, and four it's rebounds. Really also had a steal in two blocks <laughs> in this game. We bringing up old players from a terrible team? Okay. <laughs> Dude, he's so trash, bro. <laughs> Good old Fardos Amac, bro. Is that his name? I don't remember. Uh, I don't he, why he why you bring that name up? E- like, why why you got to bring that up? <laughs> Because I feel I felt like you were describing the perfect idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's messed up. <laughs> Golly, oh, he's just catching shit. strays. Man, it's over at Cal just catching strays from Texas Tech. That's not fair. It's not fair. We shout out to Warren Washington because he's doing the exact opposite: dominating, dunking. That's another dog, thing. Man. A seven footer just dunking the basket in. I love that. It's an easy way to get two points. Yes, right? because it creates momentum, <laughs> and what happens when momentum is created, the whole team feels it, and then the whole team plays better. It's nice. It's a it's thing. Really nice. It's a thing. It's real. That's crazy talk, Nesto. This guy <laughs> doesn't work at all. So yeah, Warren Washington exactly. had himself a game. He was our second leading scorer for that game. Awesome. Sure. Awesome. Get out of here. This is then followed by Kerwin Walton. We, by the way, all five of our stars were in uh, double figures. By the way. Love that. Uh, Kerwin Walton also had 16 points, four, uh, one assist, and five rebounds. Then followed by Darian Williams with 14 points, four assists, and nine rebounds. Joe Toussaint, 13 points, two assists, and two rebounds as well. Did have Chance McMillan come off the bench, getting five points, one rebound, and no assist. And then Robert Jennings. Yeah, I really want Robert Jennings to be good so bad man i want him to be that guy so bad number one fan over here really neat dude uh but yeah he had a he definitely he had a bucket and an assist in this game played uh, about seven minutes overall shooting 
from the field. You shot 59%, going 33 of 59. From three-point range, you were 7 of 13, going 53%. Just could have missed. from the charity strap, you were 76%, going 13 of 17. Only left four points up on the board. Yeah, it was um, it was a dominating victory in that game. And I looked that the fans really showed out, too. I believe the attendance was about 14,000, uh, as reported on ESPN, which is almost entirely full. Um, yeah, I really love the crowd that kind of getting back into it. I know that was kind of a big uh, dispute on Twitter, at least, or X, whichever you want to call it, uh, <laughs> about fans not showing up to games. And, you know, um, nah, tech you know, like, shows uh, out, man. Like, you know, like, uh, well, I mean, is that text tech games, you know, yeah. like our fans not showing up to our games. Um, I'm like, you know, it, it is against North Alabama. You know, it is against, you know, you know, Sam Houston. Like, yeah, I, I get it. it's hard to show up to those games. But I've also, you know, been a student right after we went to the final four. And I remember that Northern Illinois game to open up the season was sold out. Every other game, every other mid-major we played after that sold out crowd, student section sold out. It didn't matter who we played. You know, I've also been on that side, so I can kind of see it from other, from like, from like both, both sides and through both. Yeah, sides. yeah. But just to play a little devil's advocate, like, um, school's not even in session right now, so. Uh, yeah, that's a lot of, uh, yeah. This week was syllabus week for the students. Yeah, there, school wasn't in session for this game, right? So, just saying, just saying. Yeah, I mean, they pull, they're pulling like, out, they're pulling up, they're pulling up. Supporting. Also, like, kids graduate, man. You know, we got new classes in that probably don't even know what the fuck going on. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, – it's a new semester, right? So don't dog on our student section. I mean, our student section probably <laughs> has we, – we, we probably have more fun, just saying. <laughs> For sure. Anyways. I mean, is. you know, the but bottom line is the USA was rocking, and I'm really hoping that it continues to rock all throughout the remainder of the season. All of our home games, you know, because the crowd and Douglas District really does make a lot of difference as far as like the energy level. I mean, you know, like we, we've been to countless games at the USA. Yeah, so man. I mean, like we know that that stadium gets loud. Like it gets really, really loud in there too. Um, it's know, a fun like, environment for sure. Yeah, and I'm and, I'm very um, much looking forward to being there this weekend, uh, as I will be in Lubbock this weekend, ooh. going to the Kansas State game, uh, which we'll preview here in just a little bit. Um, but yeah, you got any other final thoughts about the Oklahoma State game? Um, you know, and I, great, I, I do, um, I do really great win. Great win. Oh, sorry, go ahead. That's all I can say. Oh, I was all I was gonna say, man. It was just a great win. We started off two and zero, Big Twelve action. Last time we did that, went to a natty. Now I'm not <laughs> saying the same thing is gonna happen. <laughs> I'm not saying, but but I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Last time we went two and zero, just. I feel confident. I feel good in this basketball team. Feel good. Feel good. Yeah, it's it's I feel uh, good. I feel like we're a team, game, man. Basketball's fun. I feel like game. we're I feel like we're actually a team. This this go around. So, you know what I mean? So yeah. so like I got a question. Sup? Okay. Depending on how we finish, like in conference, like does that change the goal that we had the season of just making the tournament to like a deeper run or? Or is that, or does the goal still stay the same of just making the tournament? I would we'll figure out I would, the rest later. I would say for McCaslin's first year, it still should just be us making the tourney, because then that's him proving that he can do it in Big Twelve, which is a feat. I would say, being able to do it in the Big Twelve. So I mean, Randy, I, I feel like I, I don't, 
I don't because I don't know, man. It's one of those things, right? If we send 10 teams in the Big 12 to the dance, right, which could happen, by the way, right, could very well happen. Mm -hmm. Um, If that happens, then, and you're not one of the 10 teams, then that means you were the worst of the bunch, right, in the Big 12. So that's, I feel like making the tourney is still important, especially when you make it in our conference because. Yeah, but I'm saying like um, the more that we win, does that change the goal? Like, does that change? Not, not for the, me. Nesta. the direction, the direction of the, of our, of our goals. Like, if yeah, we went. For example, we win the next like eight games in a row. Like, does that change the mentality of? Oh shit, we gotta, we gotta make a deep run. Like, our team's that good. So I think it really just depends on who you're talking to. Like, if you're talking to the fans, you know, I'm pretty sure. Like Zune and I said, like, I think a good benchmark for Texas Tech is just to make the tournament in whatever capacity that you can. Get into the tournament, whether it's as a eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve seed, yeah, or even third, if you have to be fifth. at the at the play in, you know, in in, in a play in mm-hmm. game out in Dayton, to uh, to get a seating in the in the actual, but, you know, like I, I would play- I would take that in 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 year one. But as you're saying, if things continue to progress and go on the trajectory that they're going on right now, and they continue mm-hmm. to build chemistry and are mm-hmm. getting big dubs on the road and taking care of business at home against these you know top level teams, which they do have a quite a big quite a tough stretch ahead of them right now in the next mm-hmm. uh, next five games um, for sure. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it just really depends on who you're talking to because you, you talk to the coaches, talk to the players, their expectations win every game, you know, regardless of who they're going yeah. against, where they're playing at, it doesn't matter. Their expectations to win every single game. And uh, if we continue like on this positive trend, which I'm really, really hoping we do, that'd be awesome, dude. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, as, as, as a fan, would my expectation change? No. Like my expectation would be blown out of the water. Like I would be shocked, you know. Like I, I'm definitely thrilled. I'm like, hey, go as far as you can, my friend. That's kind of like at least, at least where I'm at with. Um, mm-hmm. with this I guess this so year... like, does my expectation change? Like, I, I think a you know once again a good benchmark is making the term. I think we all really expected mm-hmm. that. Like, make the term in whatever capacity you can. That's still my expectation. Um, even if you miss it, like barely. I'm still going to be like, yeah, you know, it is what it is, right? But as you said, I mean, we could easily send 10 teams to the to the tournament. And I really feel like yeah. even like the uh, bottom level teams would still be up towards the middle in any other conference that we're uh, that we're in. So mm-hmm. uh, that, that they were in because that's just how tough the Big 12 really is. But it's not something these guys aren't used to. They know that, you know, they know this is a gauntlet. They know this is very unforgiving and really just merciless uh i, merciless, I will uh, say though because i mean we found out last year you know when we went oh and 10 in our first uh first 10 games you yeah know? yeah you think any, anybody else really cared nope not at all <laughs> uh yeah so we, we I, I found get... out that firsthand like how relentless this conference can be and how much you really have to bring it every single night and we know that you know like that's that's just big 12 that's just life in the big 12 you know. mm-hmm. And we did so, learn so, from it. I feel like comparing like yeah, uh, yeah. last year's start for to, for uh, to this one, uh, probably it just energized the team even more to be like, let's not start like that again. Yeah, certainly, certainly. I think so too. I guess um, but like, really so, only so, have but, like a few guys from that team last year left over because Grant McCaslin, when he uh, we had, when we had a uh, uh, Brooks from Tailgate talks on, uh, he specifically recruited. Uh, guys out of the portal who had been to the, uh, the tournament. tournament the year prior because he wanted yeah. to build that winning culture. He wanted to have that 
because uh, that winning mentality is very infectious amongst other guys uh, who chose to stay on the team that didn't really play a ton last year. Um, it really it it just strengthens that desire to win and becomes just the standard. You know, winning is the standard. So that's um that's kind of like what I would say about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I guess uh just to play with you. The question a little bit. Um, if we finished top four in the Big Twelve, um, mm-hmm. for me, I think it, I, I would expect a Sweet Sixteen appearance at that point. See, so so that's what I was really like. So I I, I I I see what your question was, and um, for the most part, like to me, regardless of where we finish in the Big Twelve, making the tourney should be the benchmark. So we could set that as our standard. But if we mm-hmm. were to finish top four in the Big Twelve in such a such a tough conference, right? Um, yeah, I would I would think we we should be at least favored in some of our games, right? At least a higher a higher seed. Yes. So I would I would expect a, at least a sweet 16, right? Very least yes. a 32, but so so that was the point of my question cuz it's like if if you're top 4 mm-hmm. and you know Big 12, then and then if you lose the, the very first round, like how do you view that disappointment or successful because if it was just getting to the tournament then it would be, I guess, viewed as successful, right? But you're still losing in the first round after being top four in Big 12. That was the kind of like the premises of my question. My expectation at that point would just be exceeded. You know, <laughs> like you already exceeded that's just fair. by that's making fair. it that exceeded. seed, you know? Fair enough. Like if that were the example, is that like the hypothetical that you put out? My expectation yeah. would still be exceeded. You know, like you you met and above and beyond what I thought you were going to do because even if you go to the tournament, I was like, uh, finish fourth, what that's maybe a... Maybe a four seed, right? Like maybe a, maybe a three or four seed in the tournament. Maybe maybe somewhere in that. D- yeah, like somewhere. Yeah, kind of like between a three and a five, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe You're definitely six. gonna oh. be. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, right. so like, in, let's, let's say you get upset the first round. Like, I mean, still, like, yeah, that 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 would suck. It wouldn't feel good losing like that. But at the same but at time, least you made like, it. you know, yeah, you still exceeded. And especially, like, you think I expected Texas to go in there as like a four seed this year? No, we're still rebuilding. <laughs> Not at all. Like I'm not nah, disappointed at all. It's a reload, Jonah. You change that. Come on now, get on. Hop in the train, <laughs> baby. <laughs> all righty. Should we uh, go ahead and get into the uh, Kansas State game? The game that your great boys game. will be at. Yes, great sir. game. We we beat the shit out of OSU. It was a great game. Love to yeah. beat a Cowboys. Great game. You know they're definitely going through some things there. Um, that's left Oklahoma State until we have to see them again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, getting into uh, kind of discussing a little bit about Kansas State. Um, Kansas State is once again they're a very very well coached team, uh, of course, say. led by probably one of the uh, most likable coaches I will say in all of college basketball with uh, Jerome Tang. I mean, that guy is a guy that the players all rally around. Uh, night in and night out, you know, he's definitely a guy that uh, also part of the Scott Drew tree, uh, with Grant McCaslin, actually, Grant McCaslin and us uh, and uh, Jerome Tang served underneath Scott Drew at the same time there at Baylor for um, I think, I think it was only about a year or so, but they definitely got very, very familiar with each other. Uh, Kansas State currently ranks 56th in Ken Palm at the moment. Uh, Texas Tech is currently 24th in Ken Palm and 33 in the net rankings. I don't know where they fall in the net rankings, so I'll look that up here in just just a little bit. But yeah, I mean, Kansas State, they we, we, we got really, uh, really familiar with them last year when we uh, went up there to 
uh, up there to Manhattan. And, you know, we, we thought we had that game in hand, but all of a sudden they just came out storming and they just did not look back, you know. Um, also going to be an, uh, another storyline in this game that you'll probably see on TV, probably hear the announcers talk about, is Tyler Perry, uh, the leading scorer for North Texas last year uh, underneath Grant McCaslin. Him playing at Kansas State and playing against his former ball coach there at North Texas. Uh, you know, that's probably going to be another, uh, another storyline. You know that McCaslin definitely tried to recruit him to Texas Tech for uh, for for a good while, and you can see why based on the numbers that he's averaging this year. Like, yeah, you definitely understand why he was trying to get him, uh, trying to get him in the in the scarlet and black. Mm-hmm. But you know, regardless, though, you gotta go against him. He's a really really great guard guy. Can score at all three levels. Um, you know his points. I mean, like he averages 15 points a game with three rebounds and five assists. Averages a steal a game. Uh, gets about 36 minutes on the court, so you're gonna see him a lot. And shoots about 32 percent from the three point range. This guy is really, really good player, and you see why McCaslin wanted him on the Red Raiders just by listing that off. Um, he's not the leading scorer though. That's actually gonna be the other guard, Cam Carter. This guy averages about 36 minutes played, averages 16 points a game, almost 17 points a game, five rebounds, three assists, two steals. You average two steals in a game? Golly. Uh, shoots a little bit less from a three-point range, about 20, 28% from three-point range, and 86% from the free-throw line. That is mm. very incredible. Tyler Parrish shoots 93 So he's on a matter. So do not foul these guys <laughs> in, in, at stretch time. Gets down to it. It's a close game. Do not foul these guys. They will make it all the time. Uh, and also, um, another guy to really uh, keep an eye on. He's definitely going to have himself a game. Um, got pretty familiar with him. Is uh, Arthur Kaluma. Uh, averages 15 points per game, eight rebounds, one assist. Uh, shoots 38% from three and 76% from the free throw line. I mean, he is. I mean, they, they just have a lot of really, really good players across the board. Uh, they go really deep too. Uh, I think they go about like nine or ten deep because they have a lot of guys averaging some quite quite a bit of playing time, a lot more playing time. Than I think our guys average though. But yeah, I mean, I have to listen to some of those numbers off and kind of like, I guess from a outside perspective. I mean, Zuni, what do you um, what do you kind of see boasting a big challenge for Texas Tech as we play Kansas State? Kansas State, uh, they have a really good a uh, they have a really good backcourt, man. Like you've already touched on it with the Tyler Perry being the player that he is. Um, yeah, that man's offense is there. It's definitely not uh, shaky whatsoever. This man can score, so um, we definitely gonna have to press press the issue uh, against their guard specifically because I know him and I know uh, Carter. They are very good facilitators. So if there's a way we can get one of them out of the game that potentially takes out other players out of the game because of their ability to facilitate. So that's kind of where I'm feeling. Um, As far as uh, offense goes, I think slowing down a three-point game for Kansas State is pretty important considering that their players can hit them. I mean, I think uh, 
Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think Tyler Perry hit six in that in the previous game that they played. You can correct me if I'm wrong on oh, those, uh, not those stats, but I'm pretty sure he hit six three pointers in that game. So yeah, that man is not only just you know automatic from the from the free throw, but that man that man could you could Chef Curry you man for real for real, bro. So uh, <laughs> yeah, stopping those two, stopping those two, I think is going to be um, priority number one. I would say especially in college basketball because the start, the person who brings up the ball, your point guards usually kind of determine the pace of how that possession is going to go. Right. So mm-hmm. if we could just be real gritty in their, in their ear, not giving anything easy, you know, getting around screens, I, I don't see why we can't control this game. Um, but on the flip side, they have really well, rounded players themselves like just about everybody on their starting five they they can score like there's no lollygagging around that they they can score man and their defense is relatively solid i would say especially for big 12 at this point everybody in the big 12 plays good defense i would say so that's almost to be Uh expected but for the most part, Kansas State is really good at playing defensive battles as well. So they could they could really control the game. Um, and to me, I think it comes down to both backcourts and who who gets hot early. Because the the team I think that gets off to a fast start is probably going to be the one who wins this game because possessions are going to matter. Getting down Unless to the you're end. Oklahoma State. Unless you're Oklahoma State. So that's kind of how I'm feeling. That's kind of how I'm feeling about this team. Fuck it, that's that. But yeah, um, Kansas State is a – they're a good team. They're not they're, – they've always been good at basketball. No one to let up. Jonah, you've already touched on their their coach being a solid coach, one of the better ones in, the, in college basketball. And uh, he definitely shows out just about every year. It's just a thorn in our side, ain't they? Fucking Kansas State. Golly. Always. They did get them uh... – we did get them in Lubbock last year. You know, we uh, yeah. had a pretty big dub against them. I remember that game. <laughs> it was nice. It was oh, nice. oh, and um, what is it? The I don't know how to pronounce it. It was like Gasson, 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 whatever. Oh yes. uh, let's, yeah. Yeah, let's box him out. That man, that man's a rebounder. He's a rebounder. He's up Definitely, there. Yeah, I mean they, they have a, so. a lot of they're a really good rebounding team. Just. So second chance points, man. The second chance yeah. points on offense is like second chance points on offense is like uh, it's beautiful. That's a beautiful stat you want to be in. I mean, probably not because that means you're not making most of them when you go in. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's good to have extra possessions, man. Especially in basketball when it when when it comes down to the end, it it really makes you start questioning. Ah, oh, if he had just made that one layup earlier. Ah, oh, if he had made those two free throws in the third quarter, right? Or in this yeah. case, in the first half for us, or in the first uh, ten minutes. But yeah, no, this is gonna be a good game. I expect this one to be close. Um, we'll get to score predictions here in a little bit. But what about you, Nesta? How are you feeling about Kansas State? About you know, uh, Manhattan. Honestly, playing- it's probably. It's probably more we playing them home. Playing we'll play them. Yeah, home. we're playing a little bit. Okay, cool. So yeah, we're playing. Don't have to worry about that one. Thank God. <laughs> I, I mean, feel- I, I think it, I think it's more about us more than them. Um, okay. Even though they do have some proficient like scores in their backcourt, uh, as long as we handle business and you know just keep doing the things we've been doing to, up to this point, should be fine. I I honestly will have to disagree with you. I don't think it's going to be close 
uh, closer game as we think. I was, I think it's going to be like one of those, you know, 10, 15 point victories. Um, I think we'll control the game for the most part. Okay. Honestly. Oh, really? Just, I feel just, like uh, Kansas just yeah, always gives us I mean, though, I mean, man. Just, just, I mean, but just on the opponents that, like, we have faced, like, similar opponents, and they, you know, because we both face, like, lesser competition in our, in our first, like, 15, 13, 14 games. Um, they have struggled against, like, weak teams. And, I mean, even North Alabama, we both played North Alabama. They barely beat them by one point in overtime. We smacked them. So, just, like, common – Common opponents just gives me more confidence, also as well. Okay, okay, um, I, I can see that so, for sure. So, so like disagree. as long as we don't get in our own way, and what I mean by that is like turnovers, you know, missing free throws, the, the easy things. Just don't get in your own way, and I think this game is more about us than it is them. And like, oh, we got to worry about them. No, we we just have to worry about. So you're what more we do great. You're more on the fence about don't lose the game. Don't beat yourself up, essentially. Yeah, because because right. I think this is a game that you should easily win. I don't even okay. think it's like up there, and, and and I also think it's a it's more of a must win for us because of the like how Jonah said earlier, our next five games like are pretty tough, especially like after this game we're going to play Houston. I think in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So so you definitely don't want to. coming out. You man. definitely don't want to head in there. You know, with a loss to a team that you should have beat. I guess. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I definitely. I love the confidence, man. I love the confidence. (laughs) I don't know. Something about Kansas, both Kansas teams just, they love to just screw us over in basketball. (laughs) (laughs) What else would they do? Without a doubt, sometimes. (laughs) That's the only thing that, that's their pedigree, right? So I guess I shout out to them for being good at what they're supposed to be. It's definitely not football. Like, golly. But. This past year was different, but well, hey now, <laughs> this past year was a little always still, pretty good. So uh, um, pretty competitive, pretty competitive. But what do you think, Jonah? How do you feel? Did you give your two cents on this matchup? Yeah, man? you know, I uh, I feel pretty confident heading in this one, especially knowing that it's at home and in front of a hopefully packed. I mean, jam packed. You know, a supermarket arena that I'll be at. Um, you know, last time we went to Lubbock, man, um, for a basketball game, it was, it was, it was with you actually, and we uh, did not come <laughs> out on the winning side of that one. Nope. It's been unfortunate. It was a bit of a bit of a bummer. Bit of you a hate bummer. To see it. We drank uh, at the moment right now, uh, <laughs> according to ESPN's matchup predictor, Texas Tech has a seventy-four percent chance to win against Ooh. Kansas State at home. Kind of going to go over some of the team stats, a kind of a team comparison here. Uh, points per game, Texas Tech. Averages more points per game at 78. Uh, KSU averages 76. Uh, points allowed. Kansas State gives up a little more points than we do at 68. We give up about 65. Uh, field goal percentage. Texas Tech leads at 47% compared to KSU's 43%. Rebounds. They do beat us in the rebound category, averaging almost 40 rebounds per game to our uh, 36. Uh, assists. They average just slightly more. They're 15.4 assists per game to our 15.3 assists per game. So, very even there. Do you get more blocks than you? Average four and a half blocks to your three and a half. And steals, actually. Average like two more steals than you do. Uh, seven to your four. So that's kind of just some overall average, some some averages for both sides on the year. I think that, you know, I, I'm very confident, but man, just, you know, it, it's always just something about 
K-State. Man. It's just always <laughs> scares me, dude. I, I am always so nervous playing Kansas State, man. We have everything going for us this game, though. Yeah, I know. And that's the right? that's exactly so, why. Like we have everything going for us, which leads me to believe that something's coming due. Like a bill's coming due. You know, like the rent's coming due pretty soon, <laughs> and um, it it just sure. really, it it I, I'm hyped for it. I'm excited about it. I feel good about our chances in this game, but it's for all those reasons I just mentioned that makes me really nervous. You know, because <laughs> like you can't have three good things go right for you. You know, if you're Texas Tech, we don't get that. Never had that, right? Um, <laughs> but. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just like the pessimistic side of me coming out and having been a fan for this many years. Um, just, you know. The, the sooner we get out of that mentality, the faster we move on to greater heights. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <man. laughs> the faster we do, the higher the vibes become, man. We know we're wrong. The vibes are still going to be immaculately <laughs> high heading in there, uh, as they are all the time here. But yeah, I mean, I think that I guess that could definitely definitely handle some business. I don't have. I'm trying to look at what the uh, what the line is for this game. I just cannot find it. I didn't see one. I don't. I don't think they determined yeah. until the night or two days before. Yeah, I think maybe tomorrow the line will come out for this so, game. But Texas Tech minus fifteen. Because if Kansas <laughs> no, State won't play, be won't be that. they play tonight. Kansas State, or they play within these next day or two, right? So K State, do they? Uh, K State's already I, played, I believe. Did they? I, I could have yeah, swear they had one more. Are we? Are we truly the next game, or do they have a game before us? Because it's the only reason I could think of. No, they played they yesterday. They played uh, West Virginia yesterday. Yesterday, they might be yeah. still determining the line then, since yeah, I they guess won so. technically, right? So, yes. And uh, but, by the way, uh, Kansas State currently ranks seventy eighth in the net rankings uh, at the moment. So, just want to throw yeah, seventy eight now. <laughs> seventy eight now. Yeah, so we'll so we need season. to beat that ass. And Texas Tech's 33 in the net rankings, 24 in Ken Palm for Texas Tech, and uh, K-State's 56 in Ken Palm. So two of the big kind of matrix yeah. that we have in college basketball. So yeah, I guess that kind of wraps up our Kansas State talk. Uh, do you have any uh, score predictions for us? Um, I think it'll be a little... A little more defense, right? But not too much. So I'm gonna go with the score prediction of a 84 to 79 tech. 84 79 tech. Okay. 84 79 tech. Like it. Nesto, that's you, man. Uh, 93 77 tech. God damn. Okay. 77 Texas tech. Okay. Dang. So okay. Nesto is expecting us to be over 50% on our three pointers uh, coming into this game. And you know what? I, I love it. I love it. I think uh, Texas tech gets the win 85 to 80. Okay. It's about that range too. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of defense played in this game. No, I think there'll be some at like stretches, like, Probably mid midway through the first half, uh, I would say probably seven minutes to the end of the the second half. Probably is where you'll see the most defense. It's my that's where I think. All right, for sure, happen. man. Let me ask y'all though, uh, question: Since our offense has kind of been rolling a bit, question mark? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you think we uh, over or under thirty points this game? What do we do this past game? Thirty three. We'll do that under over thirty three first half. 
Over. Over. Bush bet exactly yeah. 33. <laughs> exactly 33. Okay. Exactly. Ooh, he's, he's we, match it. We, we, we struggled a little bit in the first half offensively, but we got it rolling towards, we yeah. ended that off great, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, as far as that goes. Uh, that's what I've noticed. Like, Texas Tech, so far, they don't, we don't really start off very well. But once we get things kind of figured out and we start to get in our rhythm, we start flowing a lot better. Would, um, would you we, call we, that a coaching ball. adjustment? What? What? Oh, my God. <laughs> is that what that is? I'm so excited. My phone just Oh, my God. I, I, don't I, catch I, that on YouTube. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, coaching adjustment. It's great, isn't it? Oh, a little emotion. Man. So fantastic. So it's fantastic. Great, not used to this, man. <laughs> just, just, just not used to it at all. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's um, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a fun one. I'm definitely looking forward to uh, the rest of the season. Hopefully, it continues to go on this very positive trajectory. Even if it doesn't, well, still gonna be here talking about it. So. <laughs> we did it. Last I, really, year. I really think this game is a must win for my mental. It's health. a must win already. <laughs> this early in the season. Yes, yes, bro. Of course. Okay. okay. Yeah, no. Yeah, he- heading into Houston, like that's like that's a huge game. Like we need to win that game. Yeah, we'll say yeah. though. It, it, it's kind of crazy. Like, it's kind of like that game, man. It's at pretty special exactly. Big Twelve because you know every opponent you see every night is a is essentially a tournament team. So you're playing a tournament team every day, every night in conference play. You know. Like, like you could possibly send ten teams to the tournament, and honestly, might not be enough. You know, might be a snub out there, to be honest. <laughs> but I, I think it's yeah, that's that's just kind of the very a uh, really special part about playing in the conference that you do. Like we all talk about it being a gauntlet, it being a you know eighteen round knockout dragout fight, but you know it prepares you for the tournament. You know, because every team right. you see is damn good. And all I know is Gonzaga. Gonzaga ain't going through what we going through. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> they should just toast through their um through their entire conference like they do every year. So, <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's gonna conclude our basketball talk. Gonna jump right into a new segment. Not sure if this one's gonna be a mainstay or not, but it's definitely one that I kind of want to bring up. It's essentially the opposite of our good vibes vibe of the week. The segment is now called "Let's Fix That." You know, where we kind of just bring up something that we think it could be anything really that we think needs altering or adjusted or um, it could be like a pet peeve, just something we're kind of unhappy with or just unhappy about. Like just kind of those dumb things that you kind of question. You're like, you're like, why? Why? Why is this like this? Why can't we just do this instead? You know, it's it's kind it's it's complaining, but you also have to defend your argument like hey like you can't just ask like oh why are we doing that like you have to be like okay why are we doing this when we could be doing this you know what i mean like it's kind of like you're you're kind of looking at something and then providing a solution towards it you know what i mean like not necessarily a solution towards it but like you know a reasonable stance like be like okay you know you're defending your claim essentially so that's what this segment is called it's called let's fix that uh, do either one of you guys want to start off, or do you want me to go first? Nah, Joe, you can go ahead and take this one away, man, because it sounds like you have something to to gripe about, buddy. It sounds like you got a <laughs> an already uh, yeah. let's fix this <laughs> kind of moment. So. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna lead it off. My let's fix this 
thing kind of comes from, you know, I, I spent a lot of time on our podcast Twitter page. That's the one I operate. I operate it. Any tweets you see sent out are from me. Um, and so what I have noticed a lot, and it's a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, you know, I'm very heavily involved in Big 12 Twitter as our, uh, as our podcast is very involved in that. Uh, Nesto, I know you follow a lot of our, uh, a lot of our accounts, a lot of our, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you engage a lot of other followers too. Um, and you know, like we're, we're very active in the realm of Big 12 Twitter. Well, I've noticed a lot going around is that, uh, so I'm like, I'm okay with like shit talking on other fan bases, you know? doesn't bother me at all mm-hmm. like when other people do it to our sexist tech i don't really care i just kind of brush it off i'm like uh whatever part of the game you know it's part of the game like if you mm-hmm. win like if you win and you want to say like oh sexist tech hold this l or you guys are trash whatever yada yada, yada talk <laughs> your shit. you know whatever it doesn't doesn't bother me doesn't phase me at all um but one thing that i i just i cannot stand i cannot stand is that when somebody talks trash on another team or another team's fan base uh, in this case um and then that person when they send out a, that tweet you know they start getting um a lot of comments and a lot of quotes from the other side of the fan base the fan base that they were attacking the one they were antagonizing that fan base then starts to come back and uh essentially you know talk a lot of trash on them starts to you know mm-hmm. um you know, just make all these, you know, comments and a lot of these, you know, bring up a lot of facts, you know, like starts to, you know, take a little, uh, I guess, personally, right? You know, and then that's that's fine and dandy, whatever, right? You know, if you can dish it out, you should be able to take it. You know what I mean? Like, that that's mm-hmm. kind of like what my problem is here. A lot of people very keen on just dishing out, but they're very unable to take it. You know, so when you put that kind of energy back out, you better be ready to receive it right back because those fan bases and those fans, those diehards on the other side, they're going to come at you and you better be ready for them, you know? And my problem lies in the realm of not being able to handle that backlash that you got from setting up that tweet. Cause you chose, you made a conscious decision. When you put that out there, you, you said like, Hey, this is a good tweet. Let's go. It's going to get some likes. Everybody's going to like, they were it. Stand, they were standing and, then you on get, and then that fan base, uh, you know, it kind of backfires, it backlash, you get a lot of backlash from it. And then all of a sudden, that person is now playing the victim, trying to be a victim car. Like, oh, this fan base sucks. They're soft. They take everything personally. Um, they they don't really, uh, they're not as passionate, like, you know, yada, 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 whatever, whatever, right? Like, they start playing the victim card. And that is really what I hate the most. Like, let's fix that shit, guys. Let's fix that shit. If you can't, if you can dish it but can't take it, just don't even take it because i mean I, I i have no problem with shit posters i mean we have several of them here at texas tech on our uh, on our twitter sphere you know like coach beans ass tech guy uh mateo nomeo <laughs> I mean, like, we've got a lot of these guys uh texas tech uh, even like uh, you know cyclone larry just like shit posters like that you know guys who will just you know talk a little shit but they they can definitely take it though they can definitely take all the negative comments the criticism the the backlash that they get from other fan bases they can definitely take that no problem they don't mind it in fact it encourages them to shit post even more and i'm partially okay, okay with that okay you know so right that's really like one thing i think we need to fix stop playing the victim card if you do get attacked you know because you made the conscious decision you knew the consequences were, were, were gonna happen there and it happened so 
deal with it. Don't call another fan base like, oh, soft, or you're sensitive, or you're a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What do they call them? Uh, uh, snowflakes. You know, like your oh. snowflake <laughs> family, your snowflake family. <laughs> you know, let's go ahead and like take a break here. Stop playing the victim card and just take it as is. You know, if you can dish it out, you better be ready to take it. And that's really where my, uh, my problem kind of lies in. So thank you. It's my TED Talk. <laughs> that's your TED Talk. Don't know how to get that off, guys. You said take your L with some dignity. Stop trying to. Yes, kinda, and it's not know, that uh, come up with excuses because you, you you'll never see me post anything like negative about that like another fan base or another uh, another team like if I wanted to post like Oklahoma State such a trash poverty basketball program shouldn't even be in the Big Twelve <laughs> like you'll never see me post anything like that I guess you could that's just kind of ruthless I, though I man could, but like I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to because I'm not in that kind of business and it's not that I can't take the backlash that would come with it I definitely can I can take the criticism I don't care. You know, I don't take Twitter seriously because Twitter's not a real place. So I, I, I'm fine with that, you know, but I'm not going to because I'm not really in that business of sending out just negative stuff. If anything, I'm going to send out a tweet that kind of uplifts Oklahoma State and which might actually be on the flip side, make them feel even worse. You know, a little, a little mind game there. I, I, I would send out something like, hey, you know, Oklahoma State, really, really uh, tough basketball program. Every night's uh, um, tough in the Big 12. Uh, you know, I, I under under Mike Porton, you guys will definitely get it rolling. A lot of young talent, a lot of uh, promising pieces to build off of. You know, they'll they'll get it rolling. May not be this year, but um, right things are ahead for Oklahoma State. That's something I'll send out, right? You know, because I'm I'm, I'm yeah. about building you up, not tearing you down. So I want to get that off. But in hindsight, that might actually, <laughs> depending on how you take it, how you view it, it might actually make you feel a bit worse. You're probably like, fuck Mike Boynton or something like that, you know? <laughs> that's that. That's, that's known as BYU take, bro. We'll kick your ass next Not year, necessarily. man. We'll kick I mean, our just... ass next year, man. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got it next year, man. That's so oh, funny. Yeah, that was annoying. That looks right in my head, man. It looks right in my head, it does. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what I got. Let's fix that, guys. Let's fix that. Let man, let's fix the portal, man. If I have to have any gripe, it's it's got to be the portal. I'm all about uh, the players having the freedom, right? But there's got to be at least a limit to per team at this point. No, like at the very least, let them transfer. Let them be a one and done transfer. It's fine. I don't care. Let them have the freedom to make that choice. But I feel like each team got to get like at least a like a set limit on the on the transfer portals. At least, I, I would say something like that. Something to at least kind of uh, not deter it, deter anyone from transferring, but it's more level of like field or? level it a bit. You know what I mean? Because if there's – okay, right now we just had Saban like retire, right? So mm-hmm. we're – us as fans, we're probably expecting at least – I would say at least 10 to 15 players will probably end up either decommitting or transferring from Alabama. Yeah. They already had a five-star decommitted. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's very unheard of to think of that. Right. So that's 15, you know, very notable high star players that were recruited to, you know, that school. So I feel like you shouldn't be allowed to grab all 15, if that makes sense. Like, even if you were, then you'd have like five spots left to bring in as a transfer. Like, there should be something, something to kind of at least not make it seem like so much of a wasteland, you know? A wild, wild west as far as the portugals. Like, I don't know. Like, have it set to 30 like or 20, I would say. 20 is the max amount of portal uh, players you can get. 
that aren't coming from a Juco. I'd like to stress Ooh, that. That would uh, definitely derail that Colorado's coming, whole program. <laughs> that that aren't coming from a Juco, right? So, so, but that, that would be my one gripe, more of a let's fix it. But really my Ooh. ultimate gripe is like, let's just fix the NCAA. Like either they need to like disperse because – their their hold on college football to me is like just damn near at this point irrelevant. Like what what surface of of importance do they play collectively now in college That's football? A good question, honestly. Actually. That's a good question. Honestly, other other than just handing down suspensions or not allowing players to play, looking at you, University of uh, Carolina, right? The guy that played out there, was it for Duke? It was one of the guys that Carolina, yeah. Right, he transferred there and couldn't play after, and that was after they had made the rule and after he had transferred. So, and they still didn't let him play. So, like, it's moments like that where I'm like, let's fix the NCAA. Like, y'all could have been way ahead on these NIL deals, right? You could have made it a trust fund. That way, you don't have 18 year old kids getting two million right off the bat, or even just a hundred k right off the bat, right? Like, you should have had it in trust funds so they are able to spend it later like three, four years down the line when they're a little more mature, you know, that's that's kind of how I felt the NCAA. So let's fix the, the NCAA because, golly, if there's one organization that grinds my gears, it's got to be them. Just for their – just their of their lack of innovation, their uh, uh, lack of uh, forethought, and just their lack of actually seeming like they genuinely care about the players. Because I don't know about y'all, but – I've never looked at an NCAA investigation and was like, yeah, they're in the right. When? <laughs> when? <laughs> Come State. on now. Oh. Yeah, I got you there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got that, you there. Yeah. You got me on that. I was like, but that was, that's a program, bro. I'm talking about a player. <laughs> that's a program. Yeah, okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's a program. Let's be honest. If the NCAA didn't step in, the FBI most definitely was going to step uh, into that shit, ho. Right? They did, actually. They did. Yeah, so... <laughs> so there you go. I got you, man. That's, let's go. That's on. my let's fix it, man. I uh, they grind my gears. They really do. Nesto, let's fix it, buddy. What's got? What you got? Well, I don't know what I was expecting, but uh, mine's just in a completely different direction, I guess. No, no, hey, man. If you want to shit on Spurs uh, backcourt, uh, not giving no, you no, 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 um, let, 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 let's fix Walmart and HEB closing at 11 p.m. Oh, let's so garbage. I, 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 I miss 24 hour. Dude, 24 hour Walmarts for the Damn, Walmart. I do remember that. that I, 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 I remember two in the morning, you know, Walmart runs are, were the best. Or like just even HEB, you know, used to stay open to like one in the morning. Like, why? COVID ruined it. And and now they close so early. Now it's like uh, they ruined a lot of things. Uh, Target closed at like 10 p.m. Walmart closed at 11 as well as HEB. So it's like those those things are just super annoying when you're like like in the mood for a, a late snack or like you want to you know or you just need something. For example, like you're not a toothpaste or like deodorant or something, and you you just can't go to the store at any given time. Like you know, especially if you work and stuff like that, like your time's very limited. You have to make time for that stuff. And I don't know. It, it, it's just, to me, it really, really grinds my gears that <laughs> so, <laughs> these places aren't open late anymore, man. I'm like, damn, 
I don't blame you. This is why Walgreens I, I, uh, is elite still, bro. <laughs> or CVS. This is why the, both of them are still elite. Yeah, I'm category. like, I'm like, damn, bro. Why didn't y'all stay open? Like, I get they're trying to save money and stuff like that, but nah, y'all billion dollar corporations. Like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. Let, let's don't fix that. Let's go back to oh. 24 hour Walmart's. Yeah, one, it, one one in the morning HEBs, please. Don't be wrong. I I I'm absolutely. In the, in the same playing field as you. I mean, I I definitely uh, understand what you're saying. I I missed the 24-hour Walmart sales were awesome, but I, I'm also kind of like on your side though. Like, if you think about it, how many people do you really think you need to run a Walmart from like 11 to like let's say six in the morning? How many people do you really think you need to run that? You probably need like what eight? Exactly. Because like, I mean, mostly it's just self checkout now, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even think you. Well, I actually, actually, back back in those times, all you could do is self checkout. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in, tw- in twenty four hours, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like, hmm. I wonder how many people you actually need. Mm-hmm. To, like, you know, you lock one. For you lock set, one side of the. For like a set seven to eight hours, you know. know what I mean. Yeah, and, you, and all you do is lock one side of the, of the store. You know, there's only one yeah, way. Yeah, like you only go out one way. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, what's the what's the what's the deal? What's the issue? It's like I I know I know it's because they don't want to pay overnight, you know, workers. But like, yeah. how how you said, how many overnight workers do you really need? Like, you got your stockers, and then you have like maybe like two people run the floor, like close electronics. We don't need electronics at two in the morning. Yeah, just, just mostly groceries already closed. You know, like just 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 mostly gross groceries and like cosmetic things, like deodorant, yeah. shampoo, like. You know, stuff like that. Just, just, stuff I don't know. Yeah. I got you, man. I, 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 That's I, definitely a donut. If you're not going to bring back 24-hour Walmarts, just, just a little bit later, just extend that shit to like 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning. Yeah, like time. when bars close but, down, that's when Walmarts close down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind it. I mean, that'd be better than the 10 o'clock that it is now or the 11 o'clock. I mean, but like is, so. my question is, is like, so, so what if you don't have any medicine and and it's you get mad at CVS, man. That's what it is. Well, That's well, where you're well, going. Walgreens to. isn't even open 24 yeah. hours. Yeah, Walgreens isn't open either. Yeah. So, fair point, man. That's fair point. You got to go to like your, uh, you got to hope that your local corner store has, you know, the items that you, what need, you need. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm just like, but like, how many times are our corner stores going to have like, you know, like sinus medication or like cough relief stuff? Yeah. Or like if you have diarrhea, like stuff like that. It's just annoying. I guess they definitely back. don't we sell need... deodorant. They're definitely not selling deodorant at a corner store, bro. Like, uh, uh, exactly. mine, does. It's just... mine does. Really? You're saying yeah. the doves for men and old spice at a at a corner store? Well, I used to agree <laughs> like a like a like a normal person. But oh, wow. <laughs> wow. okay. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I never understand what you're saying. That's 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 a good one. That's a good one. I've never yeah. seen that at a corner store, but uh, I digress. <laughs> but all right, let's go ahead and move on to the segment that we all love. It's always a always a fan favorite. I don't know if it is or not, but it's just one we love here to do on the podcast. Uh, called our uh, our good vibes vibe of the week. Q the Andre three K Zuni. Love it. Good vibes vibe of the week of the year. Lead us off, my friend. You know what? The good vibes, vibe of the week, right? So we're just to to give y'all a little a little tidbit. Uh, we we recording the podcast a little late tonight, y'all, right? Just a bit, right? We're going into the night a bit. So and after this podcast, 
I'm gonna have myself a nice home cooked meal. Oh. Not beer, oh. meal. And that's my good vibe. I'm going with that home cooked meal made by either uh, a family member, a friend, significant other. When someone makes you a good home meal and they, they present it to you and it actually tastes good, I can't beat that. <laughs> and it can't. actually tastes good. And it actually tastes good. Jam. I'm just, oh, well, I'm just saying, you never know. It, 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 it's nice. It's nice when someone cooks for you, but if it's like, you know, just okay, <laughs> that's the moment where I'm like, uh, I could have made it a better, maybe. But nah, but like, for real, for real, my good vibe, vibe of the week is that home cooked meal. Specifically, if you guys want to get into the actual dish that was made, I'm about to go mess up some Cajun pasta after this, right? Ooh. Like I did that. It's gonna, what are you talking about? It's pasta. It's going to taste so good. Pasta. It's, it's the Cajun pasta. It's the Cajun yeah, pasta. Yeah. <laughs> I stuck my hand out, guys, in case uh, Love that. for our non YouTube viewers. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, that's the vibe I'm going to go with. I'm also eating it with my Texas toast and. Uh, you know, a home cooked meal after a long day, just can't beat that, man. It's one hundred percent like it's always gonna be better than fast food. Uh, I'd argue that it'll be better than most restaurants on most days, right? Except maybe like a steakhouse. That's kind of hard to beat. Too. That too, man. Right? And you know, just the love, the kindness you felt. Hell yeah! You know, yeah. You just feel it. You feel that that vibe. You taste the love and everybody. You can. Are you, you can. feeling it now, Mister Crab? So I had to go with a vintage Zune. You know what I mean? How to yeah, yeah. about with the food one? Had to. It's the new year. How to? Yeah, how no to better way to lead off 2024 than with a classic. Thank you. Thank you. I could have said a McDouble. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> a McGangbang. <laughs> could have said a yeah. <laughs> well, all right, that's a great vibe, man. That's a great vibe. I love that one. I love that one. Uh, Nesto, I'll lead us off now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very easy this week for me. My vibe of the week. How about them cowboys? Oh Jeez. my gosh, he's got a. How about them what is cowboys? Was it? it a koozie? Um, is that what it's called? A koozie, I think. He, he had to pull out the koozie. Cowboys. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, so I'm going to my very first NFL playoff game this Sunday. So I'm really hyped. Oh, about that's that. right. That's right. That's you are, my friend. Heck yeah. yes. Good shit, yes, man. yes, yes. Love so that. that's my vibe of the week. Um, I, I hope we come out with the W. With more, you know, the most important part of that. Because I mean, at that point, you're spending money, and and to lose would just be tragic. Honestly, don't talk to How me. How much for like two did weeks. you spend? Actually, it's just a ballpark number. You How don't want to know. Spend? You don't want to know. Because I know those tickets really that come with Sam are not cheap. But believe I, it or not, I got an amazing deal on SeatGeek, which was sponsored by this week's video. No, I'm just playing. No, <laughs> no, no free shout-outs. You don't I get probably. any free, free advertising here. No, but no. So, okay, so so typically I do go on a ticket master to get, you know, to view tickets. And uh, so I noticed that you know, my email from where I get like, you know, Cowboys alerts and stuff like that was telling me to go to SeatGeek. And I actually did try it out and I compared the same seats that were on SeatGeek versus Ticketmaster and it was like almost like a $60, $70 difference. Oh, wow. Okay. Damn. So, so, you know, at first, uh, the tickets were looking mad expensive. Like, so my girl did not want to sit in the sections of, 400 and 300 which just just a disclaimer out there um like nosebleeds isn't it yeah 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 but but there's no bad seat in the house so i just want to say that if you ever go to at&t stadium and you sit 400 300 
honestly, the the seat's great. It doesn't matter where you sit. Yeah, a giant ass screen in front. Yeah, of Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, but even TV. the on field, even even looking at the field, it's not like you're looking at ads. Like, it's a great view wherever you're at in that stadium. Honestly, um, I can't vouch for sitting all the way on top of the 400 sections because I've never done that. But you have that gigantic screen that you can't fathom that screen until you go see that in person. So, you know, everybody that's listening knows what I'm talking about. They've been in that stadium. And if you haven't, honestly, if you haven't been in that stadium, you have no idea how big that screen is. Wow. And um, so so just based off of that, um, the, the only reason that we don't want to sit 400, 300, it's just the inconvenience of, like, trying to use the restroom or trying to go to the concession stand. Like, it's a little bit far out in those sections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Compared to where like 200, 100, they're just right right there, right in your face. Um, so that's the only reason. And that was the one condition she gave me. She was like, if you can find tickets between, uh, I want to say a grand for both of us, you know, and then in the 200 section, then we can go, which it, it's kind of like almost impossible at that point because 200, 100 section, you're looking about six to $800. And that's not even after tax. Yeah. You know, and plus ticket ticket. Fees yeah, and yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you're looking almost like, honestly, like anywhere from 15 to two grand. Yeah. It's just like, so I'm just like, so I'm just like those ticket specifications she gave me. I was just like, yeah, it's just not going to happen. But I, you know, being the hopeful person that I am, I never want to give up. Uh, and, and most things, you know, I feel like I have a chance and, you know, a miracle might happen. Someone's just like, I really don't care about these tickets. Someone else will enjoy them. Just give me my money fast. Uh, I always like to think that there's people out there that do that. So, so you know, I was just taking a gander down seat geek and, you know, I was just amazed that I found these Lucked tickets that, uh, a little bit over the price, but and nothing within range to make it reasonable. So they were after tax five thirty each, so a thousand and sixty bucks that's for both of our pretty, tickets in that's section two hundred and forty six on row nine. So Dude, and for then a I can, playoff game, my god, exactly. So 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 you know, as soon as I was like, hey, you said a thousand. These are a thousand sixty, just a little sixty over. You know, uh, I'll pay more. I'll pay the bigger half um, if we just go. You know, she was like, "All right, let's do it." I was like, "All right, cool." And that's how it happened. We just, <laughs> you know, Mar- Mar- I know Martha Luther King Day is uh, on a Monday, so she's off and I'm off, so it, it just works out. It's perfect. That's awesome, yeah. man. That's uh, that's awesome. Hell yeah! You know, that's at least one of our teams sure. is uh, in the playoffs right now. Um, uh, Saints could have been there, but need some help. Didn't get any, none, not a one. And uh, I ran up on Falcons, by the way, um, <laughs> I, I've I have no grasp of that because you know, Atlanta sucks. Uh, <laughs> hey, Nesto, Nesto, out of curiosity, I I know as a Cowboys fan you'd love this, right? Um, because uh, but if it's a blowout, uh, okay, let me ask you, as a person that's actually going to watch the game in person, would you prefer mm-hmm. a blowout or a closer ish kind of game? Um, with ultimately honestly honestly I want the Dallas Cowboys this weekend to 
beat the absolute shit out of those Green Bay Packers. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in, in the last yeah. 10 meetings that we faced the Packers, whether it's playoffs or regular season, they've won nine. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, I know. Um, it was A-Rod Stadium for a minute. Not, it was his home not, from home. Not, not by a lot either. Those A lot of those games are just honestly one-score games. And honestly, mm-hmm. the only time we beat him was that no season in Green Bay. Yeah, you see, you just had to bring up bad memories, didn't you? <laughs> I just had PTSD all over again. Uh, I remember uh, that day like it was yesterday, honestly. Okay, uh, oh, we got to do something that kind of uh, Michael Thomas, Michael Thomas, uh, uh top <laughs> five wide yeah. receiver. Slap boy, slap boy, slap boy. I remember that that day, and like. I, I had two friends over, and I was like, there's no way that's not a catch. Like, we were already celebrating, and I remember that day. Like, man, when they came out, he said that that was an incomplete pass. Like, I honestly couldn't believe it. Yeah. I honestly couldn't one, believe it. Was that the one and only time you almost ran into your TV? Yeah, or? And that was like, <laughs> no, that was like that 11 I, years I, ago, too, at this point. I, I, I remember I went outside. All right. I was, was like, like 10 years and ago. I, I, I went outside, and I was just like, in, in total disbelief, like I wanted to yell, but I couldn't get nothing out of myself. Like I just, uh, I mean, but I will say this: um, if even if we do score, you, you know, Aaron Rodgers gets the ball back with uh, what a three. So I mean, at the very least, we're going to overtime. I think because he, he ended up marching down the field pretty easily. So I mean, you never know mm-hmm. what happens. I just hope uh, I see you on TV, Nesto. That's it, bro. Yes. Hope I catch you on the, the Joe Patron. Well, I, I am going to be behind uh, Section 246, so I'll be behind one of the field goal posts. Oh, nice. Lit. Nice. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Love it. Man. Hey, man, you might get a ball. Who knows? If they throw it for him. <laughs> I ain't giving him back. <laughs> <laughs> you want a bag? You want to pry it out my there hands? Go, there goes your TV. There goes your your uh, your seats, Jordan. man. <laughs> Jordan Love throws keep... that throws that out of bounds. I'm catching it. I ain't giving it back. <laughs> well, definitely um, at the game. Definitely go to Texas Live for me, dude. Um, have you have you been there before? By the way, oh, where Texas, Texas Live? Live? Yeah. Nah, where's that? No, it's it's like that giant. Um, it's like that giant bar. Uh, right across the street from uh, Cowboys State. It was right next to Globe Life Field. I remember me and my dad went there uh, right after the uh, Royals-Rangers game. The Rangers beat the shit out of my Royals uh, that day. <laughs> um, so we went, um, but yeah, we were at that game and we went to Texas Live. Basically, if you've never been there before, it's basically like a mall, but nothing but bars, you know? And it's wow. awesome. It's awesome, man. Uh, I'm unfortunately doing dry January uh, this month. It's like, can't what? have anything. Uh, yeah, I've been going uh, pretty strong. Ten days so far, not bad. I don't know why. It's my third year doing this. It's, it's, uh, so. At least, at least you could prove that he's not an addict to alcohol, right? So I commend <laughs> you for that. I commend you for that. Oh well, yeah, because I, uh, I yeah, it's, it's, it's no alcohol, no nicotine. I tried the no caffeine. I quit that after day three. I nope. <laughs> I, I I gotta have that caffeine, dude. Um, it's my it's my birthday in January, so I could definitely not participate in that. Yeah, yeah. I, I the first time I tried it was in. Uh, it was uh, February because I was like, that's the shortest month of the year. Why not? But you totally forget Super Bowl's in February. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, okay, January. I got a lot of okay. playoff football going on. I was like, ah, damn. But um, speaking, especially, speaking last year when, especially last year when Texas Tech basketball was doing atrocious for that whole month. That sucked. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so far, going pretty well. I'm used to it at this point. But uh, yeah, getting up to my good vibes, vibe of the week now. 
Uh, kind of touched on a little bit earlier. You said you got Martin Luther King, uh, Martin Luther King Day off on a Monday. Yeah, he had a dream. Awesome. Yes, sir. Yeah, awesome. He had a dream. <laughs> um, my good vibes about the week actually goes to four day work weeks. I now, oh. uh, at my new position, my job, I work only four days a week. I used to must be nice. Uh, it's all on site though, which kind of sucks, but you know, I'll definitely take it. <laughs> you know, because I my previous position it was uh work from home uh three days out of the week and then on site for two days a week mm-hmm. and uh which was fine you know but now like uh, they, they said like oh you got to be on site now all for uh for four days a week i was kind of like bummed out about that because i don't know i like work from home um but they said like oh it's only going to be a four-day work week i'm like let's go okay i now get every uh every monday off i have three-day weekends every single weekend which Bad is so ass, nice man. by the way it is so so nice i mean don't go wrong like i still have to do five days worth of work in four days like that that day doesn't just disappear that day's uh, workload doesn't just disappear throughout the week like uh, but if you spread so, it across so, four days it's not bad at all like you barely really notice the Notice the difference, but yeah, that's my give us of the week goes to four. So you work twelve hours weeks. a day, ten, ten hours probably. No, I work. Yeah, I work about like ten. Yeah, ten, like ten, ten and a half, half hours. That one. And, half hours, and also, one more question, Jonah: uh, Are y'all hiring? <laughs> <laughs> we is, we is. Do y'all um, maybe I'll uh, hook on up. You you on San Antonio? I'm up here in Austin, so. Uh, that's all right. Yeah, that's my good vibes all the week right there, man. And you don't really notice <laughs> it until like uh um because like and the common problem with like working like working the typical five day weeks, it was always like you know, you have like two days to rest throughout the weekend, fine, right? But like most of the time when like you're resting, you got like other shit to do around the house. Like, you know, you got like laundry to do, you yeah. got dishes, got to clean up. Uh, yard work even uh, gotta go see your family you know make, make sure your friends are doing well if they invite you out you gotta go places take care of your car you know do a lot of these different things like little these different chores like on weekends so you're like you could argue you're still working on weekends you know if you uh <laughs> want to look at it from that lens but like honestly you know, off, always so uh especially like because i don't get it this month but like next month uh with uh sunday fun days going on hell yeah man let's go let's party it up <laughs> Super stoked about that. This man, this man can't enjoy it because he's dry January. Well, not right now, but next month, yeah. The choice he makes, but hey, man, I commend <laughs> you for it. I commend you for it. And what's the old saying, Jonah? Uh, because it's I what I've always done, and I refuse to change. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. That's awesome, man. But all right. Sure. Uh, got any trivia for me? I actually had a trivia just to cap off the football season. So we're going to exclude um, Oklahoma and Texas out of this possible listing um, of what you choose. So we're going to exclude them. We will add the new Big 12 teams uh, to this possible ranking as well. Um, So with that all said, in the new Big 12, Jonah and Ernesto, could y'all name me who had the highest attendance, uh, which school? In the Big 12, had the BYU. highest attendance. Oh, Jonah, would you like highest to take a guess? Like, yeah, highest attendance, like per per game, highest attendance on average. Who had the most? In the oh, Big so 12? like you're talking like percentage of the stadium filled? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the bodies, really, because I, I have the exact number, not the, not the exact numbers, but I don't have the percentage. I have more of a, the number of, of people that were actually showing up to the stadium. So the capacity percentage. Capacity, yes. Um, okay. I'm going to go Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, okay. Um, Actually... Uh, Nesto got it right. Actually, it was BYU. Ding, ding, ding. BYU, really? Yeah. BYU actually averaged on attendance about sixty-two thousand people attending their game every yes. um every Saturday, man. Yes, yeah, shout 3, out to BYU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Utah, Utah, Cougars, showing man. out, man. They showing out out there over there. You saw, man. They love their football. Can I get somebody, it. Somebody, somebody give me a cougar roar. Could y'all name what that cougar tail? How does that sound? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, could y'all name yes, me the sir. next uh, two? Who's top three? Maybe? Oklahoma State's got to be there, right? I don't know, Jenna. Is that what you want to roll with as your yeah, number, either two, two or three. number three option? Yeah. Two or three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go, and then I'm gonna go three, I'm going to say Texas Tech. Yeah, I'm going okay. to go, go Tech three. And then I'm going... Shit. Uh... Hmm. Ooh, I, I I almost said Baylor. No, I, I'm gonna say yeah. Uh, there's no way Baylor, I could say that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know that way. I almost came came out of my mouth. Uh, is it UCF? <laughs> All right, guys. Sounds like you guys have uh, determined y'all second spot. So both of y'all actually did get the third one right. It is Texas Tech. We average about fifty four five hundred on average for attendance right. in our stadium. Yeah, because so our stadium had reduced capacity this past year. It was about, down to fifty six thousand two hundred when it so was yeah, almost so sixty thousand. So yeah, we were we were about almost sold out for on average in yeah, our stadium. Awesome. Right? So that's great. We love that. effect. The second one, actually, uh, neither of y'all got right. Um, Damn it. Funny enough, the second most attended crowd in the Big 12 was Iowa State, actually. Oh, oh okay. I would have never guessed that shit. Yeah, Iowa State actually averages around 60,000 attendees per game this past season. Brock, I should stress. Brock Purdy effect. Brock Purdy <laughs> effect. <laughs> well, right, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, so I just wanted to, you know – throw those numbers out considering it's the new big 12 right we have potential new leaders i love that uh our fans show out so yeah man um just wanted to throw it out there we got three teams that you wouldn't think would have the most um attendees considering uh i guess the pedigree of the programs i i guess you could say to some teams but hey, yo, hey man passion, we show passion, out man Passion's passion. We show out, man. We show out. Iowa State, shout out to y'all. BYU, shout out to y'all. I can respect any program that has fans that actually support it. So, man, shout out to y'all for that. We at number three. Uh, just wait till we upgrade our stadium. Ah, oh, it's going so nice, dude. I'm excited about that. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Um, I can't wait to look at it. If we were including uh, Texas and Oklahoma, then they would obviously get one and two just for how huge their stadiums are compared to the rest. Well, of no, the it's club. like percentage of the stadium filled. Is that not what we're going off of? No, nah, I was going off of complete capacity, man. Just like total complete, capacity. Like total capacity of how oh, many people well, on, a, guess that. on average. On average, yeah. Well, you did it, Jonah, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there any question? Question. 
What? Why did a bunch of balloons just show up in your screen? Uh, right now? Yeah, bro. Like a bunch of balloons just went. Yes, Whoa. it did. I, I was kind of ignoring that, but <laughs> I, it, I, I didn't press anything on my screen, boys. I have no idea what to tell you. I didn't. I didn't touch the damn thing. Yes, he's the clip. He's just so happy. My hands are over here. His vibes are immaculately high. He's just spraying balloons out, dude. I summoned balloons. Anyways, that was my that was my one trivia, guys. I didn't have anything else for y'all, but awesome, yeah. awesome. Any <laughs> final thoughts or shout outs before we wrap this one up? Obviously, shout out to my girl making my that beautiful pasta coming Cajun into pasta. my stomach. Cajun pasta, yeah, that one. That's gonna be good. <laughs> shout out to the boys. Shout out to the new year. Hopefully, uh, shout out to the new basketball year. Yes. Uh, shout out to the shout out to the boys, of course. Uh, uh coming back together. Right, always a good time Absolutely. to talk about sports, it. man. Yeah. You know, uh, shout out to our listeners, got to do it, of course. Shout out to my cat. Um, yeah, man, shout out to water, drink it, can't survive without it. <laughs> Absolutely, right here. What about y'all, man? What y'all, what y'all got? Y'all got shout outs, y'all got uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything you just girl. said times two, times two. Damn, he's good, yeah. he's he upped me. Shout out to my girl, me. too. God damn, mm. <laughs> times two, brother. That's crazy, times two. Then Nesto's gonna well, hit with that times three. Oh, sorry. Actually, negative four. Give me negative four. <laughs> everything on that negative four. Okay. You nah, but, uh, down, dude. You bring that five right. Right. Shout out my girl. You know, for, your vibes are like right here, Nesto. I'm gonna need them like right here. Okay. So Jenna <laughs> went to his chest for where he was originally, and then went it's, for his it's, head. It's, you're, you're good. You're good, man. I had to describe for our audio. You're good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has clearly been a uh really wait, wait, fun wait, 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 wait. Um oh, you got something else though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um shout out my girl for you know agreeing to go to the Dallas game. Yeah, shout out to her, honestly. That's a lot of money, guys. Yes. I hope shout you have out a good to time. um <laughs> actually shout out to all our girls. Uh, for having to put up with our very expensive tickets and fandoms that we dragged them to. Uh they have to put up with us and up with that <laughs> uh so shout out to all of them for that it's always uh it's always awesome man um but yeah i guess uh i'll go ahead and wrap this one up thank y'all so much for tuning in we really appreciate you guys listening for nathan zuniga and nesta martinez i'm joni young saying so long we'll see you next time here on the lone Raider podcast